Okay. Hey guys. Are we, are we unmuted? Hi everyone. Thanks for coming by. Who do we have? Meggles. Hi. Hi, Bat. Yeah, sorry about my emotes. They're like in I'm waiting for approval right now. So I'm only I'm down two emotes from usual. <laughs> Sina, hi. We got a few people. We got Bat, we got Jay, we got Meggles, we got Sina. Thanks for coming by, guys. Y'all be looking fancy today. How are you both doing, says Meggles? We're good. How do I look fancy? <laughs> <laughs> This is like the like most casual thing. Anyways, um, I'm doing good, Megals. How are you? Oh, by the way, do you have the spook music? We don't want just spuns. We want a bit of spook music in the background. Thank you so much. Spook music. Just make sure it's toned down a bit. Yeah, we want we want the spook music just to add to the um. Our pet's gonna make a special cameo this episode. Why would they? I mean, they can if you want. I mean, Biscuit yeah. usually runs around in the background of. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know where she is. I lock Milo out because he likes to try and like knock over my microphone and stuff, and I don't really want to replace it. So. <laughs> yeah, she's here. We don't, we don't let Milo in. Yeah, Biscuit be searching for Milo. That is true. She's got so thick recently. <laughs> like, so thick. We, we went, obviously, we went on holiday, and then um, we want to clear about how much she should get fed. And it's no one's fault. But she, let's say she got fed plenty, and now she's got oh, a real no. stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's oh. so bad. I know. <laughs> yeah, like she's got like a proper like sack of fat hanging from her stomach. It's nasty. <laughs> Maybe she's pregnant. I fucking hope. No, I don't know how she get pregnant. She's an indoor cat. <laughs> well, maybe someone snuck in while she was. Gone. I mean, the my love made a quick trip over. <laughs> I was gonna say Ruby. Like we when we <laughs> woke up yesterday, um, the front door was open. So, could it be- Yo, what the, the fuck? No. I know. Yeah, Stray Cat just came in and was like, hi, Biscuit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Milo snuck out. Yeah, Milo snuck out and just, like, hopped a plane down there. <laughs> Made it back by morning, you know? I have no idea what Cena's saying, but... Is Cena okay? Him. He's speaking Persian, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know, like, what is going on here, but... Probably saying something so rude. I don't Broadway! Know. Hi! Hi, Broadway! How are you? Oh my god, Cena. I literally looked at that message, and I was just... I ignored it because I thought I was just dumb or something. <laughs> It's I thought fine. it was just like a lot of spelling <laughs> errors or something. <laughs> it's okay. I just was really confused. Don't worry about say, it. I was gonna say we welcome other languages. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Real good. Bat, how would you know that? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, Cena just said a bunch of words in another language, and I. Yeah, that's that's all I know really. He could probably tell you more. <laughs> I had to say hello. Salam. And I was trying to look up how to say happy birthday the other day, but I forgot already. Turkey and Arabic are close? Turkey you mean like Turkish and Arabic? Oh, I didn't realize they were close. I had no idea they were close either, that's new to me. Sting. I meant Arabic con- oh. <laughs> Arabic countries, but yeah. 
I speak Persian and English, yeah, and Sina, Sina's multilingual, and so is, so is Lithium as well, because he can also And I just speak, speak English! Same. Craft English! <laughs> <laughs> so bad, okay. I guess you're all wondering what the title's about. Yeah, I think someone said that they heard spooky music. Alright, that's, that's good, then we're all good to go. I just speak English. Y'all are fluent and cute. Well, true, but like, that's not a language really. It's just, you know. It's just the so way I guess, I guess y'all are here for the story, because I didn't even see the title till now. <laughs> we got Sorry. true story coming soon. Hell speak yeah. English and some fluent. Yeah, Broadway, I do speak a bit of Spanish, but like not enough, not enough to keep a conversation with like a native speaker of it. Um, I know like very basic Spanish. I don't. I can have like a basic conversation, but most of the times it's just they speak too fast that like my brain can't process and translate at the speed that they speak to me, and then I just kinda, my brain just stops working, is kinda like what happened. But... I can. I don't do language. I, I, I'd like to, but I just can. Google, Google Translate sucks, it's so bad. It does not work. True. It's not a yeah. way to go about it. <laughs> Yeah, Broadway, if the person knows that I suck at Spanish, they'll, like, speak slowly, and then I can usually, like, reply, but I did lose a lot of it because I don't have anyone to speak it with, so, I mean, it definitely went back down to, like, the basics. Yeah, Google Translate is, is really bad. <laughs> it is. <sighs> Yeah, if you got that wrong. H. Even I need that, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Well, it's okay. People okay. make mistakes. You could literally just blame it on a spelling, like autocorrect or something. I give you a. Waves are universal, I think. Hopefully. Hopefully, it's not like a rude gesture in some country. Yeah, no, it probably is. I'm interested now. Is waving rude in other countries? <laughs> oh, I don't think I even have to look because I think someone's on it. <laughs> Are there any? Uh Yeah, but that means like one moment or like one second, please, is what that means. Well, it doesn't even mean one, and I'm presuming moment means moment. Well, moment, yeah. Moment, like, yeah. hello, it would just be like one second or one moment, please. My name is Broadway, and, and I'm where. very happy to be here with the podcast. Or emotional, I think. That's happy. Yeah, see, I can read and I can like, I'm not as good at speaking and like coming up with my own sentences, but I can read it pretty well. <laughs> Excited. Okay, I knew it was like one of the positive emotions. <laughs> I'm very emotional to be here. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I thought I meant like happy or something like that, but excited, yeah. Way put were great and not talking about true story cult experience. <laughs> okay, bye. We're we're having a conversation here, okay? <laughs> you get confusing. Yeah, I remember that word in particular used to confuse me because it looks like emotional. It really does. I can't speak any other languages, and I like basics, and like French, and 
Spanish. Oh dang! Listen, someone needs to get the ball rolling, but y'all can. Ca I don't want to cancel you, but neither does Ruby. We were just <laughs> interested in language for a second. We can get the ball rolling. Wait, Ren, read the paragraph he sent us in the the chat. It's really While in America, the single finger beckon is at worst playfully naughty and at best totally innocent. You should definitely avoid it in the Philippines. Nantes explains that there, this gesture is... What does a single finger beckon mean? What like this. Mean? Like, being like, come here. Yeah. This okay, this gesture <laughs> is how people summon dogs. Oof. <laughs> so to direct it at a person would be very demeaning. Waving your hands, palm upwards to someone also to beckon is disrespectful in South Korea for the same reason. Okay. Interesting. Apparently this is like polite in other places, but I'm pretty sure this is rude everywhere. Isn't it just like peace? No, it's like piss off sort of thing. Like I've it's never like, it's like the middle finger, but it's like yeah. Oh, I've literally never seen that before. But I'm loving oh the God. Halloween theme. Yeah, peace is that way. That okay, well this is like a backwards like piece, like a lazy peace sign. They don't want to stick their hand around. When someone's driving like shit in the UK, like you stick your hand out the window, you just fucking do that, and then yeah, they get. Oh, angry I, you. I didn't know that this was happening. <laughs> That's fine. But... That's not. <laughs> Everyone's complimenting your Halloween artwork, theme oh. stuff. Ren did um, all that. She's amazing. Can I just say like? It's just layers of images. I didn't also, like I didn't draw like the pumpkins, like fuck no, I'm not that talented, <laughs> sorry. And and the skeletons and stuff, but it all came together nicely. So thank you very much. Everybody in the UK just driving around holding up the piece. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But no. We should we should start talking about why we've started the um podcast. It literally took us seven hours to put it together. Yeah, the entire thing. Yes, it did. It took me a long time. But yeah, thank you very much. Hours. Oh, I feel so bad. I'm sorry I couldn't help that it all. Was I art know as well. to, <laughs> to be honest, that was the art as well. So like the you know the um drawings I did, like the the little one with the spells and all the bees and stuff. That was that as well. So it was uh, everything. Okay. So yeah. That's still a lot of time and I feel bad. <laughs> I wish I had some sort of artistic talent to like help you out, but I guess <laughs> I did the work to to make it look good and spooky, and you've got a story to tell. So I do have a Even... story. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should. I guess you guys all want to hear like what this um the the title's all about. It's not clickbait. Well. Yeah, it's not clickbait. It's, there's a real story. Um, I'm just trying to like figure out where to start and like how much um, context I should give. So Don't basically, give that's the most well, important no, no, thing. of course not. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, well, like, yeah, okay. So I'm just gonna tell the story. Bat, shut up. Okay. So basically me and my best friend decided to go to this like camp up north to help. Um, we were hired by a catering company that the camp hired to, for their food. Mute's back. <laughs> Tell it all. <laughs> um, we're getting there. So um, I was hired by a catering company that the camp hired because this is like a high end camp. Like it was like thousands of dollars a week to like send your kid to this camp. Like Olympic athletes train there, like it was like a high-end camp, um, and so they had like a catering company that was like supposed to put all the food together and everything. But it was such a revolving door of people and staff that like they ended up having like horrible food, and I feel really bad for all the kids that had to um, eat the food that we served. Not gonna lie, none of us knew what we were shit. doing. Um, <laughs> That's like a whole separate section of the story that doesn't have to do with the cult. So I don't know if you guys want to hear that part too, or if you just want to hear like the cult part. Let me like let me know spooks. quick. Let me know quick if you want to hear like the full camp story or j just the like cult section. 
because of context. Can we hear it too? Okay, I'll try and do like a condensed version of the camp sec, like the camp portion, um, before we get into cult stuff. So we got to this camp, and I just want to say it was real creepy. Like getting there, it was like so we it was like a ten hour drive bus ride like up to where we were, and um. We just got dropped off at this random gas station in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and they didn't give us any instruction. My friend was like, yeah, they just said that someone was going to pick us up. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're just sitting at this gas station in the middle of like a dirt road, like, I don't know. And some random old man comes up to us and he's like, hey, are you like for this camp? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, okay, come with me to my van. And so we just hopped in this random dude's van drove on this like winding road this dirt road that winded around for like literally like 15 minutes and we were starting to look at each other like are we about to get like trafficked or something like what is going on like it was real sketch like i don't know why we thought that this was okay but then we saw the docks because we knew it was an island so at that point we hadn't seen any water or anything and we were like i don't even know if we're going to like the right place you know and I got to the docks and it was another like 10 minute boat ride out into the island. So like we were far away, like there was no just like swimming off to shore. Like it was like a 10 minute boat ride at least to the mainland. Um, so we get there and everything seemed normal and fine. Um, this old man, Skip, he was like the founder and like the runner of this camp. And he is the dude that we're gonna talk about for the cult, but for the purposes of like the quick context of the camp. His name is Skip and he's this old man who like runs the camp. It's kind of weird, whatever. We'll get into that in a bit. So my job was the baker, so I had to bake all the desserts for all of the meals that we had three times a day. And also every two weeks there was a banquet where I had to like build up a bunch of desserts like for the banquet at the end on the weekend. And then my friend was kitchen help, so she was just supposed to like help um, like chop food up and like just be like an assistant to the chef and then slash like dishwasher. But we went through like three different chefs while we were there because the first one was an asshole and we told our supervisor, cause she supervised like seven of these different islands. Um, so she wasn't there all the time, but I messaged her and he was, we were like, this dude's an asshole. Like we don't like him. So she was like, okay, I'll literally fire him so that you guys stay because we were the best staff that they'd like had. A bunch of the kids there in the, in the um, kitchen, they were all like, younger so that it was like all their first jobs so like they didn't really know what they were doing i felt really bad because they were all treated like they were all treated like shit by this first chef like he told them to their faces that they were incompetent that they didn't know how to do anything they couldn't even mop like they were just stupid and i was like oh my god and then he would look at me and my friend and be like yeah like this is how you're supposed to do stuff like they you should lead by their example like or whatever like I don't know it was just like this whole thing about like how we were so much better than everybody else and it was just weird and so they ended up firing the first chef because we were like no like he's an asshole <laughs> um, and then they brought the second chef but he ended up having a medical condition so he got helicoptered off the island um like the second day that he was there because he was like coughing up blood and stuff um not good so the replacement chef that came in for him um didn't know how to make like enough food for the amount of people that we had for some reason. Even though he boasted about like chef, like being a chef for a camp like this in the past. Um, but he ended up, the first day that he was there, he ended up leaving the island to go back to the main, like to go to the mainland to get his stuff because he realized he was gonna be there like longer than he thought. He was just coming for the, he thought he was coming for the day to like take over for the chef. But since he got like helicoptered to the hospital, <laughs> he realized he was gonna have to stay longer. So he left for the mainland. And in the middle of like service, so we ran out of food, even though we told him that we wouldn't have enough food, he was like, no, we will. And then we ran out of food for lunch. When he was off the island, he had, um, he told us to take our break, everything was gonna be fine. Me and my friends stayed because we didn't wanna run out of food again or like run out of time. So we stayed our whole two hour break to like prep for dinner. And it was supposed to be like a chicken dinner feast thing with like chicken, corn, potatoes, and like bread and all that stuff. And um, 
He ended up coming back like 20 minutes before dinner was supposed to be served and was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you guys stayed, like blah, 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 all this stuff. And he had someone whose day off it was come in to put in the chicken in the oven because he was off like getting his shit from the mainland. And the dude who put the chicken in the oven didn't check the like the temperatures on the ovens when he put the chicken in there. So the chicken was still frozen like 20 minutes before dinner was supposed to be served. Ew. Frozen. <laughs> so we were like, um, what the fuck are we gonna do? Because it's like, first of all, it's on the bone, which is a lot, like it takes a lot longer to cook chicken like on a bone. Two, it's in just like a bucket like a bucket that was probably like this tall and this big of just like frozen chicken. So like it wasn't gonna thaw like anytime soon. So like the one oven was at like a decent temperature and the one was like really turned down. So the like the one bucket cooked, like was like kind of almost done. And then the one was like completely frozen. Like, and we were like, great. So my, sh the chef, um, was gonna just wait until the the chicken was done cooking to serve everybody. So he was just like chilling in the back. And so I don't know if you know how kitchen, um, like, I don't know, like leadership goes, but there's a chef and then sous chef is like the second in command. And we'd had a new sous chef get brought in because we hadn't had sous chef the whole time we were there. So they brought in a new sous chef like that day. And while we were like rushing around trying to figure out what to do for dinner, he was like leisurely walking around with the sous chef being like, this is how you do paperwork. This is how you do this. And I'm like, dude, dinner starts in 20 minutes and our food is frozen. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? And so me being the awesome baker that I am baked like a billion fucking loaves of bread. <laughs> like I had so much backstock of bread that I made that we were just feeding them bread for like 30 minutes. And then- During summer 2019 at a Jewish summer camp, so I can relate with most of that. And hi, Sina, yeah. welcome back. <laughs> this shit is like fucking, it's stressful being in like a camp. Cause there was like about like 200, 300 people that we were serving three times a day. It was a lot. We worked like 12, 14 hour days, six days a week. We only got one day off a week and we were on a salary pay. But we'll get to that in a second. So basically, um, my friend was like, why don't we serve the rest of the food that we have and while the chicken's still cooking, and then we'll serve the chicken once it's done. So the chef was like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So we served the corn, immediately ran out of corn. We didn't even have enough potatoes. So we told him, we were like, yeah, usually we do two bags of potatoes. And he was like, no. One bag is fine. Each table has like 10 people at it. And what you had to do was like fill like a bowl of something, like a bowl of potatoes, a bowl of corn, like whatever for each table. And then like that table would come pick up the tray of food and like bring it back and they'd split it between the 10 people. When I tell you like this much potatoes is all they gave for a 10 person table. I'm not even kidding. Like this is how, it was literally like a quarter of mashed potato. And they were like, yeah, this will serve 10 people. And that's all we had. Like we didn't have any extra, like that's all we could put like on each table was that much potato. Like they each probably got like a spoonful of potato. Like I felt so bad. Um. So, and then the chicken was still raw. So <laughs> we ended up, freaking out. My chef literally left because he was stressed. So he's like, we're going to go take a smoke break and left in the middle of service while they're literally like yelling that they're hungry. Um, let alone. So usually we have food left over for us. So like, think about, we're not even getting any of this food because like, there's not even enough food to serve them. Like we're not going to have dinner. They don't have dinner. And the one girl was like, oh, like who's excited for dessert? And they were like chicken. And they were literally like chanting for chicken. And <laughs> We were all hiding behind the back wall. Um, it was a great fucking time. <laughs> I was like in the corner, like hiding behind the wall, like just trying to listen to calming music. My friend went to the bathroom to go cry and have like her fourth breakdown for that day. And there's people in the bathroom, there's kids in the bathroom talking so much shit about the kitchen stuff that like we didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> like all this stuff. And she's just sitting in the stall, like you don't even understand. Like it's just the chef that's dumb. Like it's not our fault. Like it was awful. So, um, 
We ended up getting out like two hours later than we usually do. And then we went and cried on the rocks near the water while it was raining um, after we got off. It was a horrible time. And then we went into the bathroom because it was the only place we got Wi-Fi. It was supposed to be a completely unplugged island. Like there wasn't supposed to be any service or anything, but we got like a secret staff Wi-Fi only in the bathrooms. So we could only use it at nighttime because like when the kids were sleeping. But we basically like messaging everybody like, yo, like um, if this happens tomorrow, like we're out, like we're leaving if this happens tomorrow. Like if anything happens tomorrow, we're gone. Of course we wake up the next morning. <laughs> we wake up the next morning, we get to the kitchen for breakfast and there's no cereal in any of the containers and that's what we we're supposed to have for breakfast. So we had to go to like the back shed to get like more inventory. Well, the shed was locked and nobody knew who had the key. So we ended up waking up like five different staff members over like the next hour to try and get the fucking key to open this like shed. So already we're off to like a horrible start. And me and my friend are just looking at each other like, yeah, this is happening like all over again. Um, so we finally, like breakfast was late as usual, ran out of food again as usual. Lunch comes around and we're supposed to have quesadillas. Um, Oh wait, no, maybe, no, not quesadillas. It was supposed to be a barbecue. And um, the dude who put the chicken in the oven that didn't check the timing or like the temperatures and stuff, he was also asked to make sure that the hot dogs and the like the burgers and stuff, like from, they brought it in on a boat. They were supposed to make it to the freezer. That's um, he didn't don't be trusted with me. Like you should not be trusted. I mean, it was his day off. Like, I understand why he didn't really care that much. Like, he wasn't even supposed to be working. Like, I don't know why the chef was, like, telling the dude whose day off it was. We only got one day off a week. And it was 12 to 14 hour days. And, like, I don't want to spend my day off working. Like, I wouldn't want to do that either. Like, I understand. But anyways, so he didn't make sure that they got to the freezer. And they found them sitting at the dock in the morning. Because they couldn't find them in the freezer. So they went down and there they were, sitting on the dock by the boats. <laughs> the bucket of meat that's now unusable so we were like fuck well okay we're leaving because this is all happening again and like fuck that so at this point our supervisor who like manages like several islands she came down to our island because we had like a lot of problems and stuff and my me and my friend kept messaging her being like yo like, you have to come here like right now like shit is like horrible like we're gonna leave like you, you gotta come like deal with something whatever so she gets there and she, my friend's like, yo, like we're leaving. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like this sucks, like whatever. And we were like, for the amount of work that we do, like we're not getting paid enough. Like we worked it out. Spending my day off mopping the place. Yeah, fuck that. No, I don't want to work on my day off. Like, oh my God, I work six days a week, 12, 14 hour days. Like, no, thank you. Gonna spend my day off, like not working. Um, Yeah, it was so stupid. So we ended up, calculating like our salary pay and figuring out what we were making per hour with like the hours that we were working six days a week and i was making about five six dollars an hour and my friend was making about four or five dollars an hour <laughs> so we would have had to be making over double our salary to be even making minimum wage and i was like no like this is ridiculous we didn't even have complete days we had half days off oh my god that's awful Fuck that place too. <laughs> but yeah, so basically we were like, we're not getting paid enough. Um, this is too stressful. Like, I'm sorry. Like, honestly, if all I had to do was bake, like my baking job was actually super fun. I loved it. I learned how to make a bunch of new stuff. It was really cool. But because I was like sort of obligated to help with the kitchen staff stuff, that's why it was stressful for me. Because like, I also like on top of all my baking and stuff, I also had to like help the kitchen and stuff because they didn't know what they were doing and they needed the extra help. So it was like a lot. And then my friend was just like basically running the kitchen. Like for the one, two days, we were basically the chefs. Like there was no management in the kitchen. Like it was basically just us like running the kitchen. Like the people were coming to us being like, yo, like, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm the baker. I don't know how to make food. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to be a chef. Like, I don't know how to cook stuff. I did make some really good bread though. I wish I could have brought it back, but it would have been stale. But, you know, the bread that I made was fucking bomb. But anyways, my, we ended up complaining to the 
um, supervisor that we were gonna leave. And she was like, no, 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 like, don't go. I'll try and get you a raise. But she looked at me and she was like, well, cause I made like slightly more than my friend because I was like a baker. So it was like a little bit higher up position. She was like, well, you probably won't get any extra because you're already like making more than her, but I can see if I can get her away, <laughs> like a raise. And I'm like, even if you got us like a hundred dollars more, that's not even close to minimum. So like, no. And my friend literally dead ass, it was, <laughs> this is my favorite part of like the story. My friend dead ass looked at her in the eyes and she was like, I'd make more money picking change up off the street. <laughs> and like the most serious, like, savage fucking tone and i literally was just like oh shit like it was so funny so she was like yo like take the day off think about it and like she made me keep working because my friend was like more gonna leave and i was just like well if she's leaving i'm leaving but like i don't have that worse of a job so like i'll just keep working whatever <laughs> so she's like take the day off like i'll try and get you on the trampoline like blah 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 try and get you a raise like all these things to try and get us to stay and my friend's like okay i'll take the day off and think about it she leaves comes back like 10 minutes later and she's like yo we're leaving pack like i packed our stuff like let's go like we're leaving right now our bus is coming in like 20 minutes like we gotta get off this island so i'm like what and <laughs> so yeah she like stress packed all of our shit in like 10 minutes i don't know how because we tried to repack it um when we were like because we ended up like staying somewhere else for a bit before going back to like our city and when we tried to repack everything we couldn't figure out how she got all that stuff like packed away especially so quick like i don't know what she was like in her brain like what was happening but she just packed everything up in like 10 minutes and was like out no the cult part isn't even okay so i'm gonna leave like the part of the story, like the end of the story of like us leaving, I'm gonna save that for the cult part of the story because um, it kind of ties in better when we're leaving. So to backtrack, um, so that's kind of like the experience of like the staff member stuff that we had as a, at the camp. So now we're gonna get into like the cult stuff. So this old man Skip that we, that was like the founder that I talked about, he ran the place and he was this like old man. I don't know, he has really creepy vibes. And he always, like he had this trolley that he would bring. He was this British man, by the way. So he had like a trolley. Why did he have a trolley? <laughs> he had this fucking trolley that he would bring for every meal. He would rotate through the kids like so every kid had to like sit and eat at his table at some point and he would like purposely ask for extra portions of food than the rest of the tables like we had to give him like twice as much food as the rest of the tables like and then he would force the kids to like eat that much food which is like and the kids literally told me they were like i don't want to eat at this table like please don't make me eat at this table and i'm like first of all like i have no say in where you eat like i'm sorry but also like i feel really bad because they were like i don't want he's gonna make me eat all my food and like they were like <laughs> they were like they were like scared to eat at his table because they like he was gonna make them like force them to eat like extra food because he would like make us give him extra food and then he would like force the kids to like eat all of it and i was like what the fuck? <laughs> nobody wanted to eat at his table maybe he had this trolley that he would come up with and like push it all the way up because <laughs> his table was at like the far end of the room and he would push it all the way to the front to the kitchen to like get his food delivered on this trolley and then like push it back to his table and he would have like a little bell thing on it and like an air horn. So if kids were like in his way, he'd like honk the air horn to like get the kids to move. And he had like a siren thing on it and everything. It was like weird. Um, <laughs> so also we had um, a secret staff bar that we called the library. So when we were talking about it in front of other, like in front of the kids, we'd be like, yeah, like, are you going to the library later? And it would be like the bar <laughs> that was like <laughs> hidden. So. Me and my friend, I need this trolley. <laughs> I mean, like, it also had like a flag and stuff. It was like, sounds useful in the shop. I mean, like, it got the kids out of the way. So it was, it was pretty useful, I guess. Be um, job. <laughs> so where was I? The staff bar. So me and my friend, when we would go to the staff bar, we'd be like, 
on our own, like outsiders, because a lot of the cap, like the staff camp, camp staff, um, and the counselors and stuff, they were all raised like at this camp. Like they went to the camp for like years and then like became counselors and staff members and stuff. So in my head, it kind of creeps me out the fact that he was like grooming them to be like camp counselors and stuff because they would have like talent shows and like, um, what's the word? Like the most likely to like sort of tr- like winner like uh, competitions and stuff. So like people would I know vote. what you mean. And like the one was like most likely to become a camp counselor, like in the future, like one of the oh. kids and stuff. So like it was basically, and it's like hard to get in apparently as a counselor, like it's a lot of work to like get approved and stuff. So it just kind of creeps me out that he was like kind of like grooming them to be like counselors and stuff. Anyways, so we would go to this bar and like we we're outsiders because they all like knew each other for like years and everything. And um, one time we were all like drunk playing game together and me and my friend were like, yo, like it's kind of weird because there's this weird vibe and like this weird energy that people would have and especially the kids and even the staff members like of how like when they would talk about skip it was like kind of a worshipy like vibe like how great he was and like everything and he would mc like everything and it was like this weird sort of energy and even some of the staff members like the counselors and stuff were like yeah like it's kind of weird like the way like people worship him and stuff and i was like Okay, so even some of the counselors like think this, and it was just weird. My camp was like that too. Many of the counselors went there as kids. Yeah, but like this was like weird vibes. Like it's normal to like want to go back and like work at the camp that you went to if you had a lot of fun and stuff. But this was like different, and like it was just weird to me. And we would have campfires. So this is the part where it starts to get a little bit creepier. So, um. Oh, remember, like, the the fact that, like, nobody really talked to us in the staff bar and stuff, like, that often? Um, remember that for a little bit later. We were, like, outsiders the whole time at this camp. Just remember that. So, there was campfires, mandatory campfires, that you would get called out if you weren't there. Like, they took, like, fucking attendance. And, like, even me, like, who wasn't even a camp staff, like, had to go. We were just, like, kitchen staff for... A separate company like remember we were just hired for a catering company that was like working at the camp like we weren't even camp staff and we were forced to go to these like campfires when you <laughs> when you got to the fire you had to stand up and you couldn't sit down until skip showed up until you couldn't sit down until he sat down first of all he was like the mc like the leader like he like led the campfires it was kind of creepy and he wore this like poncho thing and he would like walk up. <laughs> I'm gonna do like an invitation <laughs> real quick because it's really funny. So um there would be people who would like offer to like do a song or something for the campfire and like he would like lead a song or something. So he would like stand up and he'd walk to like the middle and he'd put his arms like this and he'd be like, and here we have so-and-so singing blah blah blah. And then he would go sit back down. And then the person would do the song and then he'd stand back and he'd be like, welcome. And so-and-so doing blah, blah, blah. And he would like MC it like that. It was like, really weird. I don't know. It was just- Charge service. So weird. Go to charge. Like they, they'll yeah. stand up to announce that a song's gonna happen and sit back down. It's weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> and the worst part is we had to have campfire offerings. I'm not yeah, that, that's just fucking weird, sorry. That's the word that they used. They were like, yeah, like, you have to give a campfire offering. Which was, like, innocently, like, it was, like, a song or a skit or something. Like, it wasn't, like, anything, like, creepy. But, like, the fact that it's called a campfire offering. Yeah, Meggles, right? It's fucking weird, okay? It's fucking weird. So we had to give campfire offerings, which like to me, like just that wording is like creepy. Why didn't you just be like, yeah, you have to do a song or a skit? Why'd you have to name it like campfire offerings? Like that's just like creepy to me. So like every um, cabin had- I'd be like, bye, as soon as they all say okay, bye. (laughs) We also like left because of that, because it was like starting to creep us out like a lot. We were like, yo, this is literally fucking cold. Like we need to leave. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Fuck. So now we're getting into the part where we were trying to leave. So this is like the meetup of the two stories of like 
the day that we were leaving and my friend was like, yo, like pack your shit. Like our bus is coming in like 30 minutes. Like we need to get off this island. So remember how I said that we were like outsiders and nobody really talked to us like the whole time we were there. Like we just like nobody really came talk to us. Like we didn't really have any friends except for ourselves. Well, um, and we've been to the docks that we had to leave at. Like we've been to those docks several times on our days off at that time frame that we were leaving at, like in the afternoon. We've been to those docks at those times and no one's ever been there, okay? <laughs> um, if you've ever seen like a cult movie, this is the best way to describe it. Um, like, you know, when somebody realizes they're in a cult and they try and leave and then there's just a bunch of people like ambushing them, like being like, oh, like, why are you leaving? Like, does something happen? Like, what's wrong? Like just ambushing you. When I tell you that literally happened, I was like freaking out. I was like, we just need to like leave. Like, I'm sorry, like everyone, like when I tell you, like I don't know where the kids were because basically every single staff member was at those docks. And I tell you like, we've been to those docks at that time before. We've never seen anybody there. And like literally every single staff member was there like being like, oh my God, like why are you leaving? Like, did something happen? We're like, yo, like, did you not see what happened in the kitchen last night? Like the chicken was raw, like for two hours, like during dinner, like, no. It was like a whole thing. And they're like, oh, like, we're gonna miss you. Like, oh my God, like, you're so like nice, whatever. And I was like, yo, you barely even fucking talked to me. Now you're gonna talk to me like when we're trying to leave. Like, and like the creepy thing was like, they asked us what time our bus was at. And my friend was like, oh, like at two. And it was like 1.30. So like my brain was like, we literally were expecting them to be like, oh yeah, like the boat broke down. Like we can't take you or something. Like I was fully expecting that they were gonna say that the boat was like broken down or something. Like. I was preparing myself to be like, get another boat type of thing. Um, but yeah, so basically we got like ambushed by like every single staff member um, being like, yo, why are you leaving? Like, what's wrong? What happened? Like, did something happen? Like, it was so creepy. Okay, Disney bitch drops the mic. <laughs> yeah, it was really creepy. Um, we got out of there though, but yeah, that's kind of the story. Um, I think that's kind of everything. I ended up getting a few people's, um, like, contact information, but I never really, like, did anything with it, because we kind of fucked them over, like, a lot. There's, remember that banquet I was talking about where there was, like, a bunch of desserts that had to be done? It was in, like, a day or two, and, like, they didn't have a baker now so like i didn't know <laughs> i was like well somebody's gonna have to bake all these desserts because you need them for the banquet um and they lost their like best kitchen staff because my friend was like basically running the kitchen but yeah it was really creepy um i was fully expecting that we were gonna have to like swim to land we were literally being like yo we're gonna have to fucking like um steal a paddleboard and just fucking like <laughs> paddle to land or something i would have it was really Absolutely. scary, I don't know. And the creepy part was, so when we first got there, there was like notes all over our like um, bunk beds and stuff with like marker and everything. And it was like, yo, like this place is messed up, like get out of here. And we were like really freaked out. We were like, this should not be here. <laughs> like there's like um, writing with marker and every everything like on the bunk beds and stuff, like being like, get out of here while you can. Like. This place, this place isn't safe, like, all this stuff, like, written on the bunk beds, and, like, I have videos of it, like, we just took videos of, like, all the shit that was, like, written on the bunk beds and stuff. It was creepy. And there's, like, lists of, like, how to survive here, like, rules of, like, what to do, and it was just, like, a lot. So, yeah, that was basically the time where I escaped a cult on an island. <laughs> Makes it worse that it was on an island, like, fuck that. Yeah, it was, like, we were basically trapped, like, the only way off the island was, like, them which was like really scary and, then, and, and there was almost like no service or internet so we and the creepy part was so the day that we decided to um leave when my friend so my friend had checked bus times earlier because we kind of planned on leaving like earlier in the day like in the morning we checked bus times like ahead of time and then when my friend was like, when she was like, yeah, like take the day off, like think about it. And my friend was like, okay. So she packed our stuff and then she went to the bathroom to check bus times again and the internet was down. So we like couldn't check, which I thought was kind of like creepy coincident timing for the internet to be down. Um, and that was like our only way of like outside contact. And it just was like a creepy timing for the internet to be down for a bit. But yeah. 
don't know if that's a coincidence or not. I reckon I just took it down so they could keep you there and make you bake for them. It was creepy. They were literally trying so hard to keep us there. They were like offering us all this stuff, like trying to get us to stay, and we were like, nah. We're gonna peace out. I gotta go for a while, ladies. No worries, Broadway. This is only a short one. So, all good. You, you came for the juicy burn. <laughs> yeah, Broadway. That was basically the story. <laughs> but yeah, that was um, the time I escaped a cult. Sorry. I'm glad you're <laughs> safe. I don't mean to laugh, it's just it's just funny in a sense. No, I'm like, I'm, I don't regret the trip. Like, I honestly, like, it's a fun story that I get to tell. <laughs> a lot of people find it interesting and funny and, like, everything. I'm glad I didn't get stuck there, though. So there's that. But I don't regret it. I did learn a lot of baking skills, and I got to learn, like, how to bake a bunch of new stuff and everything. And I discovered a love for baking. Like, I never really baked before. I kind of lied when I told them that I knew how to bake. But I was like, oh, it can't be that hard. Like, you just follow instructions. So I, like, lied and told them I could bake, like, before I went there. And then I just kind of bullshit my way through it and actually learned how to bake. So, like, it's pretty cool. I was going to say, that's definitely a silver lining. 100%. Yeah. And, like, I don't regret it at all. It was really awkward, though. Me and my friend went to the bar, like, a few months later. And we saw, because we actually found out, like, a bunch of the staff members were from our city. So like a bunch of them traveled like hours to like get to this camp. So we actually saw one of the camp counselors at the bar one time and it was really awkward. And he made eye contact with us and then was just like, no. <laughs> it was really, yeah, that's that's kind of like the whole story. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's literally what I did. Like, that's literally what I did. <laughs> I faked it until she became it actually. She actually did become a good baker from it. That's I did. It. Fake it. Sometimes you can actually become what you were faking. <laughs> like that's the yeah, best. Yeah, it was crazy. This girl who was like really good at baking, she would literally be like, she would look at the cookie dough and she'd be like, oh, this needs like 500 grams of flour. And then she would literally just eyeball the flour and like dump it in, and then it was like perfect. She was like that cut, that good of a baker. And she told me that like I was like a natural like talent at baking because like everything I made was like perfect. Like the first time I made it. But, yeah. Outlast 2 is pretty good. I haven't played it. Um, but yeah, I learned how to make like 9 ammo bars and like muffins, cakes, cupcakes, cookies, like all kinds of cookies, macaroons, brownies. Pretty well all sorts of things. Macaroons. I love macaroons it's so nice. Yeah, I learned what 9 ammo bars were and I learned how to make them. <laughs> it's like three layers of stuff. Pretty cool. Oh, and cream puffs. Cream puffs were my favorite thing to make. They were so good. But yeah, they're apparently really hard and I nailed it on my first time and like the girl was like so impressed with me and I was like, yeah, I've made these before. It was really good. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't like regret it at all, but it was definitely a learning experience. But then basically after we got home from that cult camp um, was when our psycho roommate moved in. So basically from that month, <laughs> to, to like when we moved out of that place was just my year was just like creepy messed up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's kind of where my life story continues from that camp was like I got I got home from the camp and then my psycho roommate moved in and then that started <laughs> um suggestion for people who find themselves in the same situation um first of all I hope you don't. I would look into the camp more before you go. Um, we definitely didn't do a lot of research. We called the people, got the job, left the same day. Um, so don't recommend that <laughs> if it's that quick of a decision. We literally quit our jobs and like bought bus tickets and then left like the same day. Don't recommend that. Um, definitely look into the camp more before you go. But if you do find yourself in um, a cult-like situation, I do suggest just try not to, like, make it seem obvious that you're, like, sus, I guess. Just, like, try and leave. I don't know. It was really scary because we were on an island. And I hope your camp isn't on an island. But, um... Scary. The dude who ran the boat, like, we talked to him personally because, like... 
yes, he worked for the camp, but he seemed kind of cool and he'd been there for years and stuff. Like he didn't seem like as weird vibes as like the rest of the staff members and stuff. So like we only told the camp leader, like not Skip, like the founder dude. We told like the dude under him, like the camp leader that we wanted to leave. And then we told the dude who runs the boat. And that's all we told, like we didn't spread it at all. Still creepy that that many staff members found out about it in like the 10 minutes that we like told the boat like the boat dude and then like got our stuff like I think people saw like our suitcases outside and then we were they were all just went down to the dock to like ambush us or something but we didn't tell that many people we just kind of like tried to make it as discreet as possible like we didn't tell any of our kitchen staff we kind of just like grabbed our like tumbler cup out of there and just like kind of snuck out you know and tried to be as discreet as possible. And like the boat dude was really cool. So we like trusted that he wasn't gonna like break down the boat or anything. Um, it did feel a lot of relief when we were on that boat though. I will say that <laughs> like when we were on the water, like leaving, it was like, I actually have pictures of us where we were like cheering. <laughs> we like took a picture and we were like, we left, but yeah. And um, we did give people um, the because the camp had an address to send you mail, like people could send you mail and stuff. Because we were supposed to be there for a two month period, like all summer, so people could send you like mail to the island. So we did give um, like a few staff, like a few family members and stuff, our address, like the address of the camp and stuff. So like people did know we were there or like where we were supposed to go. Obviously, and <laughs> the whole sketchy like van situation was like could have ended completely different but um we did end up at the camp so they did know where we were like location wise and my friend's grandparents lived like a couple hour drive away um so we were thank god we ended up having internet because if we didn't like it was supposed to be a completely cut off island but um we ended up having like a secret staff Wi-Fi and that really saved us because we were able to like get a hold of like her grandparents and be like, hey, like, can we stay with you while we figure out like what we're doing and everything. So we kind of had like that set up and everything, but um, just don't go to an island with no service or internet. <laughs> don't go there because like if anything happens, you're like fucked. They did have a phone, but like it was for emergencies only. So like we weren't really allowed to use it. But yeah, basically make sure that people know the address and like where you're going. Try and be as discreet and only tell who you have to and just yeah. hope for the best. I didn't think we were going to be able to get off, to be honest. I thought they were going to keep us there. But, you know. Uh, the, part, the, the fact that you're on an island just makes it a lot more scary. I've got like a really short story about someone who was involved in like a culty thing. Like, I, I've spoken to them personally. And someone who was involved in like a cult thing for about like seven, eight years, but Ooh. it wasn't like a, um, it wasn't like a like you're there like constantly. Like it was like a, you had to visit like once every month sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they'd have like these really long visits on things like uh, winter solstice and summer solstice and like those kind of like celebrations. But they, it, this this one's more kind of like religion based in a sense, which can be really manipulating so i think it kind of fits in well to like if someone found themselves in like a culty situation especially if it's religious you've got to be aware of like mm -hmm. i'm not saying religion's bad okay like just put that out there i'm not saying it's bad but in cults like they can use it as a really good way to manipulate you did you check out yeah nick i'll talk to you in chat about that don't worry that <laughs> this that isn't really it um <laughs> but um yeah, um, the person I spoke to, they actually found the group online and they followed kind of like it wasn't a, like a set religion. It was kind of like a mix between like pagan and Wiccan. I don't know if you guys know what like that is. It's kind of like very earth based, very spiritual, like mm -hmm. kind of witchy in a sense. Like it, it's strange, but like some people really find comfort in that sort of thing, just like they find comfort in Christianity. So, um, this person joined because in like mentally they were kind of a little like they didn't feel like they weren't like there properly so they wanted something to kind of you know bring them out and see if there was someone else that you know he needed to kind of help him become a better person so 
it was run by these two people who were like old people and like everyone in this group looked at them like they were some sort of blessing like a god figure like not god but like you know they were like some magical people that you should like worship sort of thing like it was yeah, really, yeah. really weird like they did they they did witchcraft right um so at first it seemed like a really like peaceful thing like they come back every month to the family and they'd be like yeah like i'm doing better like this group's really helping me like they're, they're teaching me new things blah 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 and like they they'd give him like tasks to bring back and do it like at home like things to do like to, like you gotta go out and like meditate and play like certain places and you gotta you know like do some weird like ritual thing around the fire and stuff like that i, I don't really know because they didn't really tell me the details about it because i'm like they didn't want me to know about because the group's still active now like it's, it's mm -hmm. still around and like they aren't they're not dangerous people but there's certainly people who would you know come after him if like the story out. yeah like so i'm don't worry because i'm doing this and honestly there's going to be no names no mention of the group so it, it'll be fine it'll be mm -hmm. fine that's um, just scary that like they would come after him type of thing <laughs> yeah they, they'd get they they'd have issues with it but like it got to the point where like he'd start noticing that people were just getting like kicked out for the group for no reason and like the reason why these people were getting kicked out is because they basically just had like a realization that you know these two people really want Mm -hmm. like amazing like the teachings they were teaching them were kind of like to cut a lot like basically a bit like a cult leader i guess they were asking like people who joined the cult to like cut off from their family like you know were kind of fast like were your priority like this group's your priority like yeah like your family your friends like they they need to like step back and let you be a part of this group sort of thing and they do like these weird like rituals every every month and apparently there was a, a moment where um yeah it's pretty manipulative apparently there was a moment where one of the members had like a tumor on their leg like a cancerous tumor on their leg and like i'm pretty sure this is just pretty lucky coincidence but they told me that like in a night they all did like this like ritual thing like some like witchcraft shit so basically like get rid of it and it went away in like a week which i don't i think that's just like coincidence honestly like he must have been on treatment or something but like obviously because of this and i have a feeling that they were really closely like connected to the two leaders and i think that it could have been kind of orchestrated in the sense that like it made them look like because they've done like this magic ritual that they've cured someone with cancer and therefore everyone else in that call it's like oh my gosh like we can actually do magic and we've just killed someone with cancer because they were really high up this this person said like they were really high up like very yeah. friendly yeah so that happened and it got a load of people interested like there's even a book out about this group like, i'm not gonna yeah, link it, very manipulative. <laughs> i'm not gonna link it but like they've literally <laughs> got a book on like their practices and like that's crazy yeah it's really like it, it, apparently it's really like down to like three people now because basically what ended up happening is just over time people just went plugs in the book no i'm not plugging the book i am not plugging the book i, I would be in so much trouble <laughs> yeah don't plug the book but um basically over time like um he became quite like not distant but like he just came a, like became a little bit disconnected from his family and so did everyone else and it got to the point where his mental health actually got worse and he was really confused and then obviously like he got to a more vulnerable point where these two people would then intervene and be like you know like don't worry like it's all gonna get better blah 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 blah, blah. until I, f I think what happened if i can recall it right is that one of them got caught lying about some weird spell or something and and obviously like a lot of people found out and a lot of people were like yo like this is bullshit we're like we're leaving including the guy who got in contact with me and like a lot of them got threatened not to leave like they were gonna get exposed on like this whole community and like this community of like pagans and wiccans like they were gonna get exposed as like bad people like people who should be like you know past and mm -hmm. stuff like that like really really intense shit. but like obviously 
I think, I've, like, by the sounds of it, like, they all just kind of, like, well, you guys are all nutters anyway, so we're just leaving. And when the guy left, um, obviously, the more they disconnected from this call, like, the more they realized that, you know, they've, they're so much better without this group. Like, there's so much, like, they, they do not need someone to, like, tell them, like, how to live their life, what to do every month, like, give them assignments for living and, and shit like that. Like, they became yeah. such a better person from it. So I, f I think, like, the, the lesson from that is, like, e e like, religion can be very manipulative. So anything can be manipulative, but especially when someone's taking, like, someone who's vulnerable, who, who's oh, yeah, looking for something to huge Yeah, like someone who's looking to follow something like a religion to, to help with like their state of mind and stuff like that like to take advantage of it like that and make yourself out to be some god figure is a bit dickish so mm -hmm. yeah faith is delicate to deal with it is really it's it's mainly harmless it is mainly harmless but some people and it's it's a minority of people because i don't know if you've noticed but with a lot of cults like it is a religion it's like it's a religious figure there's usually, yeah, like a godlike type of... Yeah, like a, a kind of supreme person, or like a, a, an embodiment of some holy spirit or something like that. It's usually something like that. But it's spooky. Mm -hmm. I, I, they, yeah, that is exactly it. If they just target vulnerable people. Because, like, that... Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect people to target. Because they'll listen. Like, especially if they're vulnerable. They'll, they'll listen to just, you know get a sense mm -hmm. of my well-being and stuff like that. It could be faith, mental health, family or anything. It's easy to take advantage of. If someone is malicious, they will at least consider taking advantage of it 100%. But if anyone does end up in like a culty situation, like, you know, whether it's on an island like Ruby or if it's, if it's like a religion after like, I don't know, if something's happened in your life and you need something to follow, like, mm -hmm. don't, like, go to like a professional first before you like, Go and find like just a random group, yeah. Community, and unless it's our community, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, with Ruby's case, it's it a job, <laughs> and like, well, they shouldn't, yeah. Like, obviously, you wouldn't expect like a camp job to be dangerous, so like, it sucks. <laughs> like, I feel really bad for you guys, yeah. Especially since it's such, it was such a like reputable camp in terms of like, um, like, it had a website and like, it was like very like Olympic athletes train there and stuff like they had weeks where it was just kids and then there was a two-week period where it was adults that came and they would like train for like Olympic sports and stuff they had like a full-on like gym with like a trampoline and like the beams and like all that type of stuff like it was very like and it was a really expensive camp like I said it was like thousands of dollars a week like a couple weeks to like send your kid there and they hired like a catering company to like make their food like clearly they're like they're like a nice like high-end camp so like it's just crazy that like something like that would happen at a camp like that, but yeah. I want to meet Skip. <laughs> no, he was actually like really name. creepy. Yeah, it's like, a pretty weird name. Skip. But no, that's that's it for me. That's that's the only story I got. They didn't want to go like too into it because obviously like it's still going. It's personal, right? And, like, yeah, it's, it's still, still going, going on. on. They just gotta be careful, that's all. Would skip, skip skip leg day. He was a very old man, okay? I he walked around with like a cane. He was like a it was like an old dude that would like walk around with a poncho with a bunch of badges on it. I think he was in like Boy Scouts or something. But I don't know. He would always ask me too to make like extra desserts like for him and then to put them in like a special container in my drawer in the baking area so that he could like come in like late at night and like sneak snacks. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, me, but like me, but also like it was really annoying having to like make extra like when a recipe called for a certain amount and like there was a certain amount of people there, like I had to like add like like do math to add like a quarter more to the recipe or something to like make more so that he could have like extra snacks it was like really annoying but yeah Skip. <laughs> yeah it was literally he had like a special container that he he wanted me to put like extra desserts in so he could like sneak them oh my god so yeah. 
considering we're probably coming to the end of this, I was wondering, I was just looking at who's online. I won't mm-hmm. mind doing a raid. Um, yeah. I saw that Lost in Space Games was on. They've just hit affiliate, so that could definitely be a potential. Awesome. The Dianite's on. Lord Bean of the Toe is on. <laughs> there's there's quite a few mm-hmm. people on at the moment, so I'm just I'm just wondering what what do you think? Dyer only has like one viewer. I think he just started. Yeah. Do you want to go with Dyer? Let me see. I know that Lost in Space Games just hit affiliate, so... Yeah... Let's do Dire! Well, let's do Dire. Um, I'll get the tag up in the chat for you, Liv. I've had children steal cookies and shit from our kitchen and camp management would be like, Why didn't you lock the windows? <laughs> windows were broken. <laughs> Funny, we actually had to lock the kitchen at night and stuff but like we had full access to the food whenever we wanted to so we would be like drunk um from the staff bar and then we'd sneak in at night and like grab snacks and food and stuff that would be me also funny little tidbit um so there's like a foam pit with like foam blocks like underneath like the beans and stuff like the, so we could like jump in then like if you fell like you'd fall in like a like a pit of foam and the one night me and my friend snuck in while we were drunk after the bar, like snuck in and we just like chilled in there for like a few hours. <laughs> cause we couldn't, we jumped in and it was really fun. And then we like couldn't get out cause we were too drunk to like, cause you had to like lift yourself out because you're like sink in foam. So you had to like lift yourself out of the pit. So it was like really, it was, yeah. It was a fun time though. <laughs> it was such a cool fun add on. Bye Meggles. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you. I hope you, for coming. hope you guys all enjoyed the story. <laughs> no, that was funny. Enjoy if you did, food, make sure yeah. to come by next week because we're talking more about cults. Yeah, we got some modern ones to talk about, which is gonna be interesting. One of my favorites to talk about as well. I just find them funny, to be honest. But <laughs> interesting, they are interesting. So. They are very interesting. Um, Anyways, I think we're ready to go raid. Yeah, we're ready to go and raid, so if you could, yeah, hit that. And we are going to raid Dianite. He is a H2ho. <laughs> Remember Y'all to drink raid. your water. <laughs> but no, thank you guys for coming by. And we yeah, hope you enjoyed. Oh, and make sure to follow our... Um, Personal socials, Ruby Royal is Ruby Royal and everything, I think. That's your that's your mm-hmm. name on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Renovaves, the same for me. Um awesome. and yeah. Ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. And make sure to tune in next week to hear more about cults. Oh yeah. Next week, Wednesday. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> Bye.